The sounds of the following spelling alphabet words transmit well, even in poor communication conditions. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Welcome to Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, the podcast where we play you the hits from Wilco from the 90s, the aughts, and the 10s in alphabetical order. My name is Jason. I'm with my buddy Kevin. Kevin, how you doing? You still from Canada? I'm still from Canada. I'm still okay. obnoxiously Canadian. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we're going to have federal election this fall. That'll be fun. Um, Aren't all elections federal? Well, I mean, I guess. Wait, no, wait, we wait, have, wait, we wait, have, wait. there's three types of elections. There's municipal, which would be local. Yeah. There's provincial, which would be like our equivalent Province. of state elections. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then we have federal elections. No, so, I, I, I um, soon as I asked a question, I knew what I was saying was stupid. So, as, as soon as the word came out of my mouth. All right, well, I wasn't stupid. You're just, you're just an American. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> no it's not even the fact that I'm American. It, 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 we had the same exact system here. We have our city elections, and we have our state elections, and then we have the uh, na- national election. Uh, we, I guess we don't call it the federal election, but I knew what the, I know what words mean, so I should have put two and two together before I opened my stupid, my big, fat, stupid mouth. Kevin, speaking of fat mouths, we got a we got a thick boy we're playing for people today. We got a thick boy. This I was thinking this morning. This is the longest Wilco song on an album, but no, technically less than you think is longer. But this is the longest song that's on like instruments that the band performs. Right uh, after after the less than you think episode came out, I realized oh they have done the drone live a few times, but it's always truncated. Uh, but this is this is a this is yeah this is a 12 minute song. It's longer than spiders. It's it's a it's a big meaty song uh, that we can we we can sink our teeth into. Before we started recording this episode, I asked you if you wanted to truncate this episode. Let me ask the audience at home while while we have them captive uh, on future episodes if we. Uh, have a super long song like this. Do you, would you prefer that we truncate the song, or do you like shorter episodes? Or do you like it when they end up longer? Just let us know. Uh, drop us a line on Instagram. That's the main way we talk to people uh, because of the way we record the show. We can't. We, we have. We haven't figured out a way to do emails, and we're at episode one eighteen. One hundred eighteen. Yeah, yeah. So so we're kind of far past. Uh, to get a whole new system going on. So I, I don't think emails are a thing that can happen with the way we record. Unless you want to write an email about something, a song coming up in the future, feel free to do that. But we have no way to directly interact with you. Uh, but Instagram seems to work pretty well. So if you want to do that, uh, let us know what you think about truncating long songs like this. This song, like you said, doesn't have that dull space. Or that... that yeah, it's all, yeah, it's all song. It's all... all all lyrics it's not like a big instrumental thing or anything like that and the only other long song that comes to mind is spiders which i don't think we can i don't think you can only listen to a bit of spiders we, we gotta listen to all of spiders yeah. in fact in fact i might make us listen to the studio version and then the live version complete both times i'm just that crazy um but yes for for uh um one sunday morning is the kind of the that and less than you think. Less than you think would have been the one probably to truncate, but I took it as a as a challenge for us to, yeah. to get through it, and we did it. And that it was. I think we nailed it. Um, but uh, uh, one Sunday morning, parenthesis song for Jane Smiley's boyfriend. That's full title. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's a long song, but it's a, it's a good one. 
Okay, well, let's, let's just head into jumping into it so that we can get through the song. Uh, go to abcwilka.com, find all the ways to support the show, leave a rating review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. Blah, blah, blah. Here is the song. So this is the final song, minus bonus tracks, from uh, The Whole Love. So from the from the original album's release, not like a, a deluxe edition, edition that came out. I have, I have the vinyl version, and there's a cover uh, song uh, that comes after it. Um, but this is this is the end of the album. This is what this when is Jeff and the band were recording the album. This is the what they yeah um, intended to end it. Intended to end it with, yeah, yeah. Uh, musically, it kind of gives me vibes of like um, warm, warmer. Uh, some of the Sucre's more mellow moments. Love is the king. Like it sounds kind of like what it's got a similar vibe to what Jeff's solo albums would have. But the cool thing with this song is everyone in wilco gets their little moment to shine uh in fact uh um pat jumps between a whole bunch of instruments so pat gets quite a few moments to shine uh i think he's playing sounds like either glockenspiel or, or vibraphone uh, did they ever play this one live uh yep oh they do okay so how do they handle that uh in that situation is he just jumping around from instrument to instrument or uh I've, so i don't know if i've seen this song you haven't I'm, I'm looking right uh, now yeah, but I would suspect because Pat kind of has his station. Yeah. And he's got like his little um, glockenspiel thing that he hits with the hammers on top of like his electric piano. So I'd imagine he'd be able to, to jump around quite easily and probably sit at his pianos with a guitar in his hand because he's credited with playing piano, glockenspiel, vibraphone, and acoustic guitar on the song. So um, that probably would be easy for him to do um, all those, juggle all those, you know, easy in quotation marks easy to do um juggle all those things live oh there's nail nails nails yeah um it's funny how uh, I, I could tell that was nails just from just from the two random notes he played right there like yeah he has a very i don't know how to describe it but he has a very specific way of picking that you could tell and, when it's him it's interesting when you learn a musician well enough that you can tell their style just by their performance. I remember walking in once to my parents' living room when I was like, I don't know, 17 maybe, and I was really into the Beatles. And I, they just had the radio on and there was a wing song I'd never heard before. Paul McCartney was not singing, but I heard the bass. And I was like, oh, that sounds like Paul McCartney yeah. playing the bass. And then the vocals kick in. I'm like, oh, this must be a solo Paul or a wing song. It was a wing song. Yeah, Paul McCartney has, has a very specific way he plays the bass. That's very true. I never I never thought of it, but yeah, he has a, a sound to the way he plays the bass. Totally. Yeah. I wonder if I'd be, I wonder if we would be able to hear John or um, Glenn or, or someone on an instrument like that, an instrument that you and I don't tend to play too often just by and be able to tell who they are just by you know it's 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 strange uh low-key i think john is my favorite member of wilco I, I i like i would never just say it like if you ask me like who's your favorite member 
Uh, not that, you know, that's such a 16-year-old girl with Backstreet Boys thing to say, but I, 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 there's just something so cool about John. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup of one uh, with the way he plays bass. Like, I don't think I'd be able to hear him. Yeah, and, and John's style and bass changes from song to song. I would agree with you, too. There's something about John I just find, I really like. Like, he's just the supportive guy that's always been there in the band, and he's just quietly doing this job, and he's it seems like a really nice guy from... Yeah, uh, I mean, they all seem like nice people, but uh, I'm not throwing any uh, shade on the situation here. But I'll, 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 I suspect he's a super cool guy because yeah. everyone else has either left the band or been kicked out of the band, and he must be the most laid-back guy to never have gotten under uh, Jeff's skin to be to be pushed out or want out at any at any point. So there, there has to be something laid-back and cool about him. Like he could just you you could just have a beer with that guy, and that'd be a good time. Yeah, I've tried, Jeff did a Reddit AMA once, and I tried to ask, what is it about John that's just, because they've been playing together since Uncle Tupelo, like, right. what is it that have kept you guys playing together for, like, almost, at this point, almost 30 years now, um, 28 years or something like that. Um, um, yeah, I'm just fascinated by it. I just can't imagine um, being in a, a partnership for that long and, and, you know, what it takes to, to you know, uh, travel the world for almost three decades with the same person, uh, you know, and with other people too, but consistently. Um, yeah. Traveling these days for them is not the same as traveling in 1993 oh, yeah. or 94 was. Yeah, when you're uh, Uncle Tupelo <laughs> and you're in a little, little, a little small van. little van, van. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even on the uh, I'm Trying to Break Your Heart documentary, they, uh, they had tour buses, multiple yeah. tour buses. So, yeah. Uh, do you know who Jane Smiley is? And I'm sorry, I don't mean to... to I, I didn't know the answer before this afternoon. I feel like you said that name just a few minutes ago, but I don't know who it is. I so the, the song title is uh, One Sunday Morning. Yeah. And then in parenthesis, song for Jane Smiley's boyfriend. Jane Smiley is a novelist uh, who wrote a famous novel called uh, A Thousand Acres. Uh, now, I'm not a book-reading man. I play video games. Uh... I read internet message boards, um, uh, uh, so I, I, I'm not familiar with that. But um, she's one of uh, what? What is it? A uh, uh, Pulitzer Prize for that. So uh, must be a famous book for smart people, not uh, jabronis like me. Yeah. Uh... This this one isn't setting. I don't. I I had to have heard this song before because it's it's on the whole love and I've listened to that album so many times. But this must be the one that I'm, I'm I tune out during because I'm. Uh, I if I do remember it, I am not. It's not registering right now. It could be also that it's ten thirty on a Friday night and I've been dealing with a sick baby all week and all that good stuff and I'm I'm exhausted. But. Uh, it's just not registering with me. So close your eyes, okay. breathe in, relax. Forget about <laughs> it's not. Forget about the, it's not. Uh, and just, just. Uh, I, I think this song. What I love about this song is it's just got a a, a vibe to it, a very calm, relaxing vibe. Uh, supposedly the song's based off a conversation that Jeff had with Jane Smiley's boyfriend. Um, uh, and it, 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 if that's true, then then I can kind of understand, like, it seems like a, a nice kind of 
pleasant but deep conversation and i think that's kind of what he's trying to get across in the in the with the music and there's just something like i just love love listening to the song and just kind of zoning out and sort of having it there but not completely just, just kind of immersing myself in it but also turning my mind off and it's long enough that you can actually do that, right? Yeah. Whereas if, if this was like a three-minute song, by the time I've turned my mind off or started to turn my mind off, uh, the song's already over. So, You know, I have this playlist I've been using when I work lately because I can't listen to music like I used to or podcast like I used to when I'm, on a, when I'm working on a project. Um, I, I still do, but I have to be like, have everything figured out. So I have a playlist uh, for when I'm figuring out a project at work or an illustration or something to where I don't have to really pay attention, but there's still noise going in the background. This song would fit in really well on that playlist because you don't have to, it, it, like you said, it's, it's a vibe song. It's not really, you know, there's not like a part where you're like, woo, that part, it's pretty much the same thing over and over but, again. But if you, it, exactly. And then if you do find yourself paying attention to it, as you listen to it, you're going to pick up on more and more different things. And so it'll reward you for that, for, you know, you're going to notice a cool little lick from Nels or, or uh, you know, Glenn's uh, rhythm in the song is, is fantastic, in my opinion, and or, or you know, some cool um, flourishes from Pat. So there's, um, there's a lot there, but you can also just tune it out and just follow the song downstream. Uh, how far are we into the song at this point? I feel like it's wrapping up. Nine minutes. Nine minutes. So it's going to get going again. Uh, Michael is described as playing uh, wavetable scrubbing. So, of course, I see that and I'm like, what does that mean? Uh, Laundry board? Uh, no, no, I thought that. I thought maybe he's just like uh, doing some sort of percussion off a, off a washboard or, or something. But no, it's a synthesis. The type of synthesis. It's more of a synthesis technique. Uh, Involving um, waveforms and, uh, and huh. adjusting them. What it must be like to have. Um, so obviously, this is their job. Like you and I have a job, and then we have interests. Wilco and bands of their caliber have the ability to. Their job is to find stuff and to make noise with. So like they have the ability to sit down and play with all these wonderful toys and say, hey. I'm going to catalog that song up here in the old noggin to use later in a song when I think it's appropriate. Like, you and I, if we made an album, we we don't have the luxury of spending 40 hours this week of finding just the right waveform synth to use. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's, it's, it's probably fun, but it's also a job for them, right? Like, um... Mike has, so. to st- has to stay on top of, he's professional, he's got to stay on top of like, what, you know, what's going on with synthesis and what new synthesizers are coming out, even Jeff and and, and Pat and uh, Nels are, you know, what, what's the new overdrive, like, what, how can I improve my guitar tone or what? how can I get new guitar tones for the next thing, like, um, they're following that closely, like we do our jobs, but they're doing That's that. That's true, but um, they're doing something that like, I like what I do, right? But it's not like I, I don't have a passion for it, for UI, UX design. I don't have a passion for that. Uh, so, but if it's something you're, it's like that old saying, uh, do something you love and you never work a day in your life. Yeah. So it's not really work, you know? No. It, 
but I'm sure they they approach it like work. It just doesn't feel like work, but they put the effort in like we would put the effort in like uh, um, like uh, forty hours a week. You know. Well, Wilco's. I'm out that, in the. the that sorry, point Wilco's is also at that point where, uh, say their next album doesn't come out until 2026 because uh, they they don't feel the need to write it like like curb your enthusiasm on hbo it's the most sporadic show because you'll have a season in 2011 then you won't have a season again until 2015 then you'll have one in 2016 then you'll he he just has when he has an idea that's when he decides he's going to make a season of curb your enthusiasm and i think that i think that delivers such good results because mm-hmm. you're not forcing something out so it it, it is even though it's a job it's not a job. It's uh, and I'm not I'm not I'm not criticizing them at all. Great for them that they're able to that that they're able to do that, and that's how they give us so much wonderful music. I'm just saying, I if I had that responsibility, sure it might get frustrating sometimes, but um, I think I would never look at that as um, a job. I don't think I don't think I would feel that way. But I, I've never been in that situation. So what do I know? You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, and like they, even outside of the band, they all stay busy. Um, uh, John's been a little quiet in recent years um, uh, for for music, but um, you know, Nels always has solo albums, and uh, Pat's always doing albums that he produces. Because uh, uh, I think he lives in Nashville now, or at least spends a lot of his time in Nashville. So there's, you know, I feel like every few months or at least a couple times a year, I hear about a new album that Pat produced. And then of course, Jeff has all um, just at the loft every day, right? Um, recording and i'm sure there's we only get a a small sample of everything that he works on um uh but yeah it probably doesn't i would i would hope it doesn't feel like work is uh um when they do play together it feels very authentic it doesn't feel forced and that's part of the benefit for them is their uh their own bosses now they don't have a record label they are the record label so they don't it's not like they have a record label saying hey we need another wilco album next year because you're contractually obligated they can just do one when they feel like it and you know after the whole love that was what 2011 and then star wars was 2015 that was a you know they that's the biggest gap between albums that they've had um and then they came back with one of their best albums yeah totally yeah that's a great space to be in that's the ideal spot to be in as a musician i think because you don't have the pressures of your uh britney spears is or your your big pop stars that they that they have to have all the pressure to do this stuff uh they can just do whatever they want uh but they're still you know, they don't have to worry about money. They don't have to worry about anything. They're just, I mean, I'm sure they have things to worry about, but they don't have to worry about the common things and they just get to sit around and make music. They're in a great spot, man. I'm, I'm so happy for them that they get to do that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree with you completely. I'm just trying to think of what else to say about this song before we uh, wrap things up. So I do have a quote from Mr. Jeff Tweedy. They gave to uh, the Montreal Gazette. Uh, do you guys get the Montreal Gazette down in Ohio? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it's a it's a newspaper of uh, uh, you know in the the great city of of Montreal over in in Quebec, French Canada. Uh, anyways, the quote the question was uh, specifically asking about the subtitle of the song. So song for Jane Smiley's boyfriend, because a lot of people uh, probably um, you know the, them them book reading people. Um, uh, that got the song got a lot of note for that subtitle when it came out. Um, so they asked, uh, "Are you willing to talk about how the song ties into Jane Smiley's boyfriend? Is he the com- condemning? Is he the condemning figure in the song, or maybe the condemned figure?" 
and this is how Jeff responded. Uh, no, not at all. I do regret having that subtitle, to be honest. At this point, because it doesn't really have much to do with dot, dot, dot. Uh, so I'm assuming, again, this is Jeff speaking, not writing. Um, Probably uh, said his name there. Like uh, it it had... Sorry, what's that? He probably the dot dot dot. It doesn't have to do with dot dot dot. He's probably said, let's say Jane Smiley's boyfriend was named David. He probably said David there, and they didn't want to say David. Sure. He, yeah. Publishes maybe. Name. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't really have much to do with uh, dot dot dot. Uh, it, it has virtually nothing to do with Jane Smiley, but I do absolutely know her boyfriend as an acquaintance and as somebody who I enjoyed my time with in particularly one in particular one conversation we had mostly what i was getting at in the lyrics uh was to try and illustrate what i felt was poignant about the conversation and without getting into any specifics but no he's not the condemning figure and he's actually a very warm and generous spirited guy uh, i really enjoy hanging out with him so whoever, whoever james Fine i gotta look him up sounds like a cool dude Jane Smiley. Because if Jeff Tweedy thinks you're you're a nice guy, you're probably a real nice guy. I don't know. Uh, let me just look here. Okay, I see a picture of him. He's uh, actually he's exactly what I expected him to look like. Like I, for some reason, somehow I pictured him per, right on, like a later middle aged guy, kind of like a hippie hair. But I was going to ask tweed jacket or or would he look natural in a jacket. tweed jacket? Corduroy, corduroy, jacket. corduroy, corduroy. polo, corduroy jacket polo. and a polo. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's that's what James Smiley's boyfriend. It doesn't say. Oh, Jack Canning. Jack, Jack Canning, Canning is his name. Put him on blast there. <laughs> Assuming I, I mean, it could be this could be Jane Smiley's ex boyfriend. That could be her new boyfriend, Jane Canning. Uh, but yeah, we, the, the, all all signs point to Jack Canning. Jake Canning, Jack Canning. Jack. Jack. Well, okay, everybody. If you want to go to abcwolfie.com, find all the ways to support the show. Uh, most important, which being leaving a rating review on Apple Podcasts. If you, even if you listen on Overcast or whatever the podcast app you choose, uh, Spotify, any of that, go to Apple Podcasts and drop us a, a little review. It's what helps the show grow. It's what helps us go up in the charts. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much the best way to go about doing things. You can find Kevin on Instagram at Kevin Vinyl. You can find me on Instagram at Hess's Best. You can find uh, my art store at Hess'sBest.com. You can find all my links by going to thejasonhess.com. Uh, next time, we're going to be covering what's the song in the next episode, Kev? I got a. Uh, One True Vine, One the true Wilco version. Vine, the Wilco version. Until then, every little thing is going to tear you apart.